Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi again, everybody. It is that time to give him the sports biz. Dan Avo, as always, coming to you from the West Coast in sunny San Francisco, joined by my partner, my podcast partner. He is the NFL agent, Mr. Matt Marino. Matt, what do you say? I say it's sunny in New York City, too, Dan. What do you know? We've turned the corner here. It's actually, well, summer's right around the corner. Well, it might be summer, but there ain't no baseball. And there's some potential talk that we may not see baseball this year as the two sides get further and further apart. Let's just take a look at MLB as this seems to be going from bad to worse and is really getting ugly. Now, I'll just put this out there generally speaking. If you had to list maybe the one through three are the first two, the two bartering points that have the sides dug in and so far apart. What would they be in terms of why the owners and the players can't get together? Um, so, you know, look, it obviously shut down, you know, early March, March 12th. Um, and then about two weeks later on the 27th, the MLBPA agreed to prorated salaries. Um, and basically what that is, is um, an exchange of a salary advance. So, you know, MLB put out there that, you know, they'd be putting out a, a lot, uh, a big amount um, and assurances about service time. Um, MLBPA agreed not to sue for full salaries if the season was completely canceled. Um, and it also, the, the union also agreed on, you know, if the season was shortened, um, they would be, you know, pay, players would be paid 50% of their usual salaries. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing is from the union standpoint is that um, they agreed to this March 27th and the owners are, you know, somewhat backing out of this now, backtracking on this is that, you know, they want further reductions. Um, You know, they, there's been, you know, back and forth points of uh, revenue sharing. Um, The owners only want to give players a 50% revenue sharing this year when the revenue is going to be down, not in years prior, not in years, you know, in the future. Um, You know, the owners, want an incentive postseason. Um, I think from, from their, you know, standpoint or their viewpoint that if, if they can, you know, get an incentive postseason and, and actually uh, get through it, um, you know, that would be a, you know, a good thing for them, a revenue producer for them. Um, obviously, as most people know, that's really when, you know, Major League Baseball is making their revenue in terms of, uh, in terms of eyes watching it on, on during the playoffs. Um, so I think that's really, um, it's, it's a whole distrust, um, certainly on the union side, you know, um, you know, with the, with the players association, they just don't trust that the owners, um, they're just really not negotiating in good faith. And, and certainly from the owner standpoint, um, you know, they don't feel like, um, well, one, they never want to open their books and they still refuse to do that. What is the, what is the owner's defense when the players say, Hey, listen, we agree to this. As you just stated back in March, we came to an agreement. Now we're not even three months later and you don't even want to acknowledge that deal. Yeah. And I, they don't really have, you know, they don't really have a defense to it. Um, you know, their really only defense is that, it, you know, it's an ongoing changing situation. Um, mm. You know, is that, all right, look, you know what, um, you know, we'll do an 82 game season that that'll begin, you know, July 4th, or I'm sure people have heard, you know, wait, we're going to do, you know, half the teams in Arizona, half the teams in Florida. Um, you know, they also, you know, talked about playing some, some games in Texas too, you know, so splitting it up in, in three places, um, you know, so there was really never a consensus that or a plan um, that, 
you know, like the NBA, for instance, said, all right, you know what, we're just going to go to Orlando and play it, you know, 22 games. Major League Baseball, the owners and the commissioner's office um, never was that, you know, concise. Um, They just couldn't put a plan together. And it was a lot of back and forth. Um, They had asked Major League Baseball Players Association for different proposals. Um, They had thrown out different proposals. Um, But really, you know, it was lack of planning and, you know, a, a lack of a plan that has led to where we are right now. Yeah, that's actually a good point because they are so far away, not only from a monetary standpoint, but just the logistics of how this is all going to play out. One thing that we've heard from the players, and now it's this phrase that's echoing, and it's simply when and where. So the players are saying, okay, just tell us when to report and where, and we'll start this season. No real response, again, on the part of Major League Baseball and the owners, and you get the sense that the owners want to drag this out as long as possible because they want to play – and correct me if I'm wrong here, Matty. They want to play as few games as possible because when you're playing games, it means obviously that you're paying money to all the concessionaires and the people that work at a baseball stadium and everything, all the expense that goes into running games as well as playing salaries. So if you can reduce the number of games this year to like 45, 50, 55, and then just get into the playoffs where you can make money, that postseason I think as you alluded to, is really sort of a cash cow with all the television contracts, and that's where they rake in a lot of the cash. Is that accurate that they're just sort of – they're prolonging this as long as possible until essentially they get to a point where they say, okay, we'll play 55 games because there's only about, you know, a month and a half left in the season? Yeah, and, you know, one of the – you know, in all these proposals, you know, first, you know, there was a, an offer from MLB – on the sliding scales, uh, aside in salaries. Um, and then, you know, there was an MLBPA proposal for 114 games with full pay. Then there was an MLB offer, you know, for a 76 game, you know, regular season um, with an expanded postseason. just like you said, you know, they want fewer regular season games, um, you know, so, and then the actual proposal was, I think it was 35% of their of players, 2020 salaries. Um, so that's a very, very low number. Um, you know, MLB went back up to 89 games. Um, and then even last week during the MLB draft, you know, Rob Manfred, the commercial uh, commissioner came on and said, you know, there's going to be a hundred percent, you know, there will a hundred percent be a season. Um, and I, I think that probably took MLB PA, you know, by a huge shock. Um, and you know, now they're, you know, MLB's third offer is in, you know, I think it's 72 games, um, postseasons at 16 teams, um, you know, 36% or 37% of the 2020 original salaries. So before even their previous agreement in March came into play um, and, and basically MLB saying, all right, well, it's, it's in your court now, you know, we'll throw the ball back to you. Sure. You know, show, tell us when to show up. Um, you know, we'll play, you know, games at parade salaries, um, you know, tell us where to go. Um, so that is, yeah, it's, it's really pretty much in, you know, major league baseball, the owners and the commissioners, uh, you know, balls in their court and, you know, MLBPA has always been a very, very strong union. Um, that's one of the things that they're known for, not just like we've talked about, not just for sports, but just a really strong union in general across the country. Um, and they're doing a, a great job here. Um, they're, they're basically just, you know, calling the bluff or calling it, you know, how they see it. All right, look, we want to play. The owners say they want us to play, but do they really want us to play? Um, you know, do they really just want them to play with, with no fans where they have to pay, you know, play 
pay, you know, concessions and parking attendants and whoever else they have to pay to get these games on TV. And obviously the players, um, you know, do they really want to do it or do they just, you know, want to drag this out so they don't seem like they're locking the players out, you know, of, you know, baseball facilities. You mentioned the MLB draft. And I know as an agent, you handle also some baseball players. Tell us about this year's draft. As I understand it, it was relatively reduced, Matty. It was, it was significantly reduced. You know, remember the, the MLB draft is very different than other drafts. Um, yeah. you, know, you have high school players in there. You have junior college players and you have college juniors and seniors. Um, so it's, it's a wide variety of player. Um, and you have 40 rounds. You're talking about a lot of players getting drafted and then going right to their minor league franchises, um, you know, for rookie ball, you know, Gulf Coast League, you know, these small places around the country that are not operating because of the virus and they can't operate because you can't put people in seats in the stands and these small franchises can't, you know, open it up when there's no one in the stands, they can't sell tickets. Um, they can't play. So um, they actually dropped the, the, the draft this year from 40 rounds to five rounds. Um, and what they did is, you know, the MLB draft is a slotted system. So, you know, if, if your signing bonus um, is, you know, a $2 million signing bonus normally, um, this year, all you can make off that signing bonus, off that two million, is is a hundred thousand, and the rest of that two, the rest of that one point nine million, gets deferred till two thousand twenty one and two thousand twenty two. Um, so you're really, you know, really at a loss this year if you're a player. Um, and then not to mention, you know, normally you have about you know five to to twelve players maybe are signed as free agents after the draft by each franchise, depending on you know how many picks they had and. Um, you know, how much need they have, you know, this year, um, you had the opposite, you know, you had five rounds of drafted players and then you had maybe 30 f- players signed as free agents and the max they could sign for was 20,000. Um, so basically what the, you know, what they did was you had the, f- the five rounds of the draft last Wednesday and last Thursday over two nights. Uh, there was a four day kind of dead period or cold period. And then on Sunday morning, teams were then allowed to start reaching out to players and agents to sign them and, you know, bring them offers uh, to get them in as a free agent at the max at $20,000. And then it went down from there. Um, so it was a, it was a really different look this year. Um, and you don't even know, you know, if you're a player that just was drafted or signed by a team, you don't know when you're going to report the rookie ball. Um, you don't even know when you're going to take a physical um, right now. Teams are trying to set up physicals in players' hometowns or wherever they're located. Well, that really is odd. And that's a, that's a really under, interesting story because, you know, oftentimes we hear about the pandemic and the effect it's had on restaurants and right across the board in every city and every town that we live in. But as we bring it into the baseball and sports perspective, yeah, minor league baseball. Didn't even think of that. And you were talking about – I think you threw out a number as to how many minor league franchises have already closed, Matt. Yeah, um, about a month ago, in the middle of May or towards the end of May, it was around 62 minor league franchises that wow. have already closed down, shut down, um, and that's for good. You know, I don't know if they're you know able to come back in, in a different capacity, but remember, you know, they're you know affiliates of major league teams. They're not run by major league teams. Um, it's it's not you know that's not how it's looked at. Those are private franchises that are that are run by businesses. You know, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's a syndicate, whatever it might be. Um, so they're running that, you know, as an affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies or the New York Yankees, you know, or San Diego Padres, whatever it might be. Um, and they are dependent on, you know, being part of that community, a small town, 
Um, you know, obviously if you go, if you ever go to a minor league game, you, you might have some sponsorship, you know, some, some local, you know, mom and pop, small businesses, you know, on the outfield wall, um, you know, some, you know, a fifth inning, you know, uh, dizzy bat race is, is sponsored by, you know, a, a store, but you know, you don't have TV deals, you know, I think they still do that. Um, you don't have TV deals and you don't have, you know, um, you know, enough eyeballs to, uh, to really make the, um, the, the franchise work without actually playing games. Um, and that's why these, these franchises have been folded. So as we take a look at this major league baseball may or may not happen because it really is. And I'm not getting overly dramatic hanging in the balance as they like to say, what do you think needs to happen going forward? And I really put this, I mean, this is in the court of the owners. They, they have got to make the decision as to what it is that they exactly want to do. But if you were to make a guess, plays out going forward, Matt, how do you see it? Um, you know, I, I've been really um, kind of a, in this in the group, I guess, that sees a lot of problems with Major League Baseball playing. Um, and as this is is going forward, um, I, I'm still I still am. Um, I don't mean to be cynical about it, but. I, I just don't see how these two groups can, um, you know, merge their thinking. Um, and, and certainly, um, you know, the, the union is aware the owners are not negotiating in, in good faith. Um, you know, and I think they're so, I think that the owners and the commissioner's office is so out of touch, so out of tune, um, you know, with their union, uh, with what they have put out there into the, you know, in, into the media or into the, in the public court of public opinion, um, it's it just, you know, they're just burning time at this point. Um, I think maybe, um, a 50 game season, um, you know, that would, you know, possibly end in October. Um, that's probably what, you know, is, is I think that's a best case scenario right now. Right. So, you know, we've gone from, you know, uh, what is it? 114 games to 89 to, you know, 72. Um, there might've been one in the sixties there as well. You know, you're looking at, you know, a 50-game season starting after the All-Star break, um, you know, with these guys playing through October and and maybe some kind of, you know, extended postseason, you know, um, you know bumping up the teams a little bit. Um, but I don't think you can go much longer than that because then you're affecting, you know, the offseason and then what happens next year in spring training. Um, that's going to bring up a whole new set of, you know, addendums and, conversations and agreements between the union and the players, so, uh, union and the commissioner's office and, the, and you know, the 30 teams. So um, I think a 50 game season is, is probably um, what they're looking at. Maddie, let's leave it there. We'll talk more later this week and get people caught up. If there is news to be had concerning major league baseball and of course the owners and the players, and we'll also get into a little NBA talk, but that'll, for Matt Marino out in New York City, this is Dan Devone in San Francisco saying, once again, don't forget to give him the sports right here. So long, everybody. See you, Dan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.